Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. We're recording it. Bring it. All right. First, I got to tell you, you are the sun to my moon, the love's baby soft to my Gina Tay. I used to wear love's baby soft. I love it. I would I would wear it again. Well, you will. <laughs> Is that what you got me for if Christmas? If I have anything to do with it. <laughs> no, I got you taboo because of the outfits you've been wearing, of course. <laughs> What, so, my basic bitch outfit? Yes. This is my to-go black pants, pullover. Get it. But I do have this. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, nice. You can't see, but it's Han Solo. I love it. The I original. It. Yay, Han Yay. Solo. But let me sing your praises some more because okay. I wasn't done. We wouldn't be. <laughs> Just so that you know. And everybody listening. <laughs> Oh, I might talk over you from time to time. I might interrupt (laughs) and have all about me. And you might have to say bitch, please, three or four times during an episode. (laughs) But honestly, I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart how grateful I am that we have converged and our life paths are together. We've done a thing. We've set a goal. And we've done it. And we've accomplished it. Wow, it's amazing. From two procrastinating... Ugh, Horrible bitches. brats. Yes. <laughs> Bitchy brats. <laughs> and I'm super excited by this episode. I just wanted you to know, though, before I get all excited about the episode, because I have family. <laughs> but I just wanted you, everybody to know, but especially you, how grateful I am that you're even in my life. Well, and so I want to start the new year out with gratitude and thank you. Well, thank you. I didn't prepare a speech. I didn't really, whatever. But. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had an award to give you. I don't. <laughs> so You could always make me one. I, well, you know, I'll present it with the Love's Baby Soft. But Which this... anybody, if you find Love's Baby Soft out there, please send me some. I will wear it. It probably doesn't smell as good as I remember. I bet it smells exactly like baby powder and sunshine, <laughs> if I remember correctly. I don't know. I went straight for the hoe cologne right off the bat. I was like, Cinnabar. <laughs> Estee Lauder, you want to smell like you're 85? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> no, I'm Did just you kidding. wear Elizabeth Arden's Red Door? <laughs> no, I didn't like Red Door. <laughs> no. But honestly, back in the day, I really did. I, li- I didn't really like Love's Baby Soft, but I really did like Taboo and also the Cody's Wild Musk. Remember? <laughs> Uh, you'd get it at your local pharmacy, your little yeah, local... your little five and dime. But it was what was the name of those stores? God, they've already gone under. It doesn't matter. Nobody, <laughs> nobody my age is listening to this. We would like for them to, but they're like, yeah, no, we've been there, done that. 
So uh, did you get your stimulus yet? Knock that out. No. Did you? (laughs) Do you love that? So you just want to get riled up right away. Let's get riled up right away. Right away. Yeah, I want to talk about this stimulus that has not passed yet because the president has not approved it at this time of recording. And I hope he vetoes it, to be completely well, honest. you know what? Yeah. First of all, when you, I don't care. Like, this is awful. I don't care. He gave, re- regardless what you like, don't like, whatever ab- about the former president, he gave Congress, all of Congress, I don't know how many chances, said how many times, you put a stimulus bill in front of me that doesn't have pork and it's just money for the people and I will sign it immediately. So all Congress had to do is say, you know what, how about for the sake of our country, we go ahead and approve another stimulus package that's just cash like the first one. They can't have that Instead of padding it with a bunch of bullshit from either side. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I do not care. Get the economy going first. Give the money to the people I I understand grandma might get, you know, 10 more dollars on her meals for wheels by the time they dole the money out. They're not good stewards of the money to start with. No. And if this doesn't show you that both sides, this bipartisan system is full of fucking shit. I do not know what else to tell you. I don't know. When they weren't worked together, it is full of shit. A little bit of where the money's going. Now, I got two figures. I'm glad that you've been... Look, I just didn't have the time. Yeah. I'm just like, nope. I already know it's going to Well, suck. you know, I haven't done any Christmas shopping yet. See, oh, there you so go. So I got two figures. One was $1.4 And then another recent one was $900 billion, which I think that's the correct number on there, mm-hmm. the $900 billion. So let's take a look at where this is going. You think all this money's going to you? No. Oh, absolutely not. There are nine different countries some of this money is going to. Why? Why are they putting it in there before America? And then secondly, now I sound like I'm wearing a red hat of Make America Great Again because I'm like, why for the American stimulus is this going to other countries? Why is your tax money and people that you, you know, why? Egypt, $1.3 billion. Why? Sudan, 700 million. Ukraine, Ukraine, you want to remember, do you remember all the Ukraine bullshit? $453 million. Israel, 500 million. Nepal, 130 million. Burma, 135 million. Cambodia, 85 and a half million. But Jen, you terrible person, there are poor, starving people all over those countries while the extreme wealthiest of wealthy are, you know, sitting on it and will do as they want in each one of these countries. But I'm a terrible person because I want America, you know, I would like for my kids to eat. I just want my friends to be able to eat. I would like for my friends, family, I would like essential workers to not have to, you know, freaking carry the entire load for their entire family because our government, which, by the way, they're the ones generating this income for them to pay out. But this is why I am anti-government. This is why I can't in good conscience vote for people who are like, just give us more of your money. And then you're too dumb to distribute it. 
So let us distribute it how we think you should use it. And it's bullshit. Pakistan's getting $25 million, but $10 million of that is going towards gender programs, quote, whatever that means. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, and y'all can get mad that'll, at me. I don't help, care. That but- will help people because one of the things that the president did during this term, we're going to have to do this another day. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're going to, you know, I don't want to be so visceral, but one of the things that was on his mission as he sent one of the out gay ambassadors (laughs) to go through the world, he has worked with other countries to put laws in place to have people that are gay or who want to transition or anything like that for their sake so they can't be killed anymore by those governments like he's trying to keep it from being legal i don't he didn't do it on his own by the way okay i don't first of all it's not like he sat there and said you know what i think would be a good idea today somebody put a bug in his ear it it doesn't probably not anybody put a bug in his ear but somebody said hey we got to do something about this people are murdering gay people all over this world and it's okay in this country it's totally legal to do so and somebody went yeah we need to Stop this. So what can we do? What do we have to trade or keep that will... During a pandemic, though, it, how how does that, honestly, because how does that even help? Those countries, not all of them are struggling. In a, in, I, they're struggling always. I don't understand how it helps. I agree. This money is important later down the line, but not now. And Asia RIA, which means Reassurance Initiative Act which I'm not quite sure what that means, $1.4 billion. Yeah. Why? I mean, honestly, everybody should be mad. Every American should be mad. But they've polarized us so much over this whole four years. Whatever. And another thing they put in Sorry. was uh, they're making it a felony to stream copyrighted material. So- well, of course they are because that... <laughs> Well, the movies, the, you know, if they're going to shut down all the theaters, they got to make money <laughs> off of you. Just like how you were talking about with, uh, on the internet today, what came out with what, TikTok or Instagram? What were you going to tell me? We were talking earlier. Oh, they changed the terms of service on Instagram and TikTok to where you can't show we're not saying sexy anymore. We're saying spicy. You can't show spicy material, which is means okay. nude, partially nude, pornographic, sexually suggestive. I'm sorry. Anything, in my opinion, can be sexually suggestive. Yeah. Like, if you got seriously. the right attitude about it. Well, I mean, you know, for whatever reason, I find it hard to shop for zucchinis and bananas now without <laughs> snickering, thanks to Emoji Land. Why are people so Eggplants, for real. scared of sex? Why? Why are people so afraid of sex? It isn't, I think, in general that people are afraid of sex. I think it's the fact that, A, when you're talking about rights and responsibilities and that you have people who are now, their children younger and younger have access to every type of app, Whatever is on your devices. Well, you know what? That's why they have parental controls. Correct. Correct. And again, I will make everyone, mm. you're a libertarian, I'm a libert. You know, we both are for individual personal responsibility and rights and not being made a criminal every time you turn around. Why don't we with say just law. what this really is? It is more Another control. Oppressive way 
to get women because who's showing the content? It's, it's mostly female. Yeah. Well, there's male too. There I mean, are men. Yeah, there are men that do it, but I would say statistically, it's mostly female. So it's just another way. Well, I wouldn't to know because the algorithms show me on TikTok. I see way more males <laughs> from algorithms <laughs> than I do females on TikTok. And they may or may not be half naked or suggestive. If you're a male and you have an OnlyFans, please send me your link. Please. This is true. I wonder. Yeah, exactly. But are they taxing? Well, OnlyFans, the government might be able to track and tax you. But that's the problem. The number one reason is they have no way to make money off of the efforts that you have, like, what you know. For sex workers. But you're talking about the terms of service are like anything suggestive. So a V-neck top. (laughs) Cleavage. Yeah. Cleavage could be considered suggestive and turned. So, And I'm going to just piggyback real quick and say that most of them did not even get a chance to freaking read the whole thing. So I found this quote from uh, Tulsi Gabbard. She goes, there is no way anybody in Congress had the opportunity or time to go through and read this bill. Provisions are stuck in there to these bills in literally the dark of night without any announcement or telling anyone what's in it and has rushed through in a manner that we have seen tonight. Now, this is what we may be able to see from the president. I don't know. This may be done, but if he's worth his salt and he really cares, if he really cares about the American people, because wasn't it when, how long ago, was it 25 years ago, we gave the president line by line veto. So I don't know how long he has to sign it, but they say, you know, all the people that love him and talk about him and whatever, like he doesn't sleep, he whatever. If he goes through and reads this bill and says, hey, you know what? Cross out, cross out, cross out, cross out, cross out. Here's the money for the America. I will sign that and sign it in. Or if he can't read, like some people say. (laughs) And he has somebody read it to him. Have somebody read it to you. And then say, veto, veto, (laughs) veto. Maybe it'll give him, be enough for his last power trip. Maybe I need to tweet the president for the next 24 hours. If you would just legalize weed. Like Obama legalized um, on gay his marriage. last day, yeah. yeah. Like just say, yeah. you know what, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, I'll he might. I'll give him some he, respect. He might. He might end up pulling a Grover Cleveland and getting in in four more years. You know, you never know. <laughs> Enough about that ranting. That's hilarious and not even going to happen. <laughs> also, tax the churches because I'm tired of your bullshit too. If you don't tax them, then I I'm okay with not taxing. However. They have to show an accountability where 30% of their tithes and offerings goes back into the community, not necessarily their community, because mm. you might have a wealthy church sitting in a wealth, like uh, some big name wealthy church in Farragut. That money, you know, probably the people in Farragut don't need it, but it could go to the people who live over in, you know, I don't really, you know, some poor ish part of town or to some whatever for the community you know whether it be down there at the bus stop or homeless community or whatever somebody i know had an interesting uh idea that i saw on facebook today and she suggested doing a sliding scale like you give so much that depending on how big your church is 
you pour so much back into the community. Well, here's the here's the thing. A lot of churches already do. I mean, I know I know it's hard to believe, but a lot of churches actually uphold a lot of the community that have fallen through the cracks, don't uh, have that. You know, they make seven dollars more than the food stamp cut off. I know this for an absolute fact because I used to pack backpacks full of food every Friday for kids at school. Yeah. You know, and that money didn't come from the school. All right. <laughs> so the um, there are communities. The thing is, is that the, the churches that are doing what they're supposed to do would have no problem whatsoever going, OK, hey, Mr. Taxman, this is how much money we have. And. Our pastor doesn't have a big fancy home. They live in the little house that's provided for them. Correct. To go tell the world around the world. Yeah, I get you, girl. I understand completely. I'm over it. So yeah, they should be. They should have to um, show what's up, where they've put the money back into the community legitimately. So, Gail, I'm uh, looking to my right, and I noticed that we have a guest. Oh, my gosh. I know. (laughs) I know. And you know her really well. I don't know her at all. Hi. I do. Hi. This is, okay, so our first guest, you know. For the new new season. For our first guest of our first season was your daughter. Okay. And my daughter is a faithful, tried and true listener of the show. (laughs) And because I love her. And I don't care for personal family drama. My daughter is going to be our first guest of our new season. Yay. Yay. And the thing is, I know you have a lot of daughters, so we can go through yours at any time. We'll just have them on. This is the only child that I have. I have two children and one will never be a guest on our show. Right. Because he doesn't. He has an appendage. He, yeah, he doesn't have the right chromosome because I am I am tired of all of we discussed it at the intro of the show. And, you know, I'm taking my feminine energy back. We were going to have Sarah on the show talking about generational BDSM. Is it is it genetic? Is it nurture versus oh, is nature? Is that what we're talking about today? Environment. Don't you think? Nature versus nurture. Is in the in the BDSM community. Is kink genetic? What do you Correct. think, Sarah? Well, that's what you were. <laughs> we have a gamut. This is, got, this is going to be a dual, two-party okay. thing. Because, mm-hmm. and only because, when she was booked to be the guest, that was supposed to be the subject matter. But on Thanksgiving, she came to my house with her partner, right? My daughter's the one who I do the comedy about, and she was my hillbilly Game of Thrones, my lesbian <laughs> my lesbian who was muffmerized from a young age and then digmatized so she comes to thanksgiving and like you know all of the ultra religious people in the family are just like oh yeah she's with a man now it's great and then she comes to dinner and her partner has now decided to transition from male to female well, that's freaking awesome. And yeah, yes. nobody was sad about it at the house. <laughs> yeah. And I don't Everyone think he knew what has to been think. super supportive of her. I mean, mom is terrible with pronouns, but she's trying, which is really important. <laughs> um, I also think it's funny that you you have like I know that I because we're the same. I know that um, you make up a lot of things, but I think it's hilarious that you think that I would have been upset. 
like that I haven't been on the show yet. Like I am so honored. I'm obsessed with this. Like every Monday, I because I, where I work, I can listen to the podcast. So every Monday, I mean, as soon as it's up, I'm listening. Like I'm obsessed with it. And I, I mean, like I just think you guys are awesome. And um, my mom kill, cracks me up though because she's. I mean, we're just very dramatic. Anyway. So, what's it like having Gail Grantham Moore as your mother? Okay, that's where I was wanting to go. Yes. It is, it is <laughs> oh insane. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's amazing. Like, so from a really young age, um, I can't remember the age. You can correct me. But I think I was only like seven or eight. And I remember coming home crying my eyes out. And then she said that a kid on the bus had asked me if I had ever had butt sex. And so I was like, you know, what the heck is he talking about? And my mom was like, okay, I promise you from this day on, if you come to me with questions, because I had to learn what sex is, what butt sex was at like eight. And I couldn't imagine talking to my stepkid about that. Um, I have a stepdaughter who's eight and like, she's amazing, but I couldn't imagine. But anyway, mom's been very open. (laughs) Damn those public schools. (laughs) mom's been very open in our entire like if we had questions we would totally ask her but you know google because like i'm a millennial so i had the computer we would google nasty stuff and ask her like hey mom what's a alaskan pipeline (laughs) just so she would have to tell us they were did you have to go look it up then yes a lot of stuff i mean a lot of slang nowadays a lot of stuff my kids come to me and my kids are adults and they'll go hey mom do you know what this is you know what that is and i'm like shit i'm got that's so. that was called another thing when I was growing up. That's all awesome. right, yeah. on that story because mm-hmm. she was little. All right, they had to ride the bus, and the bus was all ages. Like the schools are all grouped yeah. together. Yeah. She comes home now. They had been in Christian school, <laughs> and we moved from here, from Florida to here, and so they're going. They learn that, and she comes in and she tells me about it. So I tell her everything, and I rectify it because the neighbors next door rectify. Were, yeah, literally. <laughs> Every pun intended. And so, but the neighbors next door were a little, you know, they were kind of rough girls, like 14, 15. As yeah. a matter of fact, later in life, when I saw them again, I was with a friend of mine at court for a domestic violence situation as her moral support. And they're all like, hey, Miss Gail. And they're there, like, getting in trouble. <laughs> standing before the judge yeah yeah but so when i because i have mad hair skills i was like hey i'll do your hair if you know i'm you know i told him the situation and i was like you know do you think they should really hear stuff like that and they were like no ma'am i'm sure they were probably the ones that said it you know what i mean but still i did their hair and it was wild the whole rest of the like three years they had to ride the bus those girls made sure Nothing ever happened to the kids. Nobody ever said another bad word, I think, on the bus, as long as those girls are there. I can't give them a name shout out because they don't have their permission. But it was hilarious. We don't have bad words in our house. No. I don't don't believe in stuff like that. Right. Because words are words. Right. They have, you know, there's, there's different connotations for words. But I don't, if my children cuss, like, you know, I've got a two year old granddaughter who is highly impressionable and says a lot of stuff you know when she has a cuss word we just say we don't say that word to family (laughs) right hey no that's fair that's awesome yeah yeah i'm not gonna discipline her for saying something that she heard from Expressing somebody else. Herself. That's awesome. Yes. Well, that's what I was going to tie in is like, even as we became teenagers, unfortunately, um, when they got divorced, I was what, 12, I think. Yeah. 11, yeah. 12. Probably 11 or 12. So I mean, like, 
I was already old enough to kind of be independent. So, like, I mean, like, mom was around. But, I mean, once they got a divorce, she did go back to work. So, like, me and RJ were just, like, hanging out. But, I mean, she's always been super... She's been much more mellow. Like, she she was church lady. I mean, she was church lady. Like, don't get me wrong, church lady. But now that she's, like, opened up and can be herself, like, she's just really supportive with the lot I of think things. you're so anyway. funny. Really? You feel yeah. that? Okay. As church lady, just saying. Like, yeah. because Sarah came out in high school. But, you know, sir, church lady is, like, secretly, you know perverted well they always first of all first of all i don't understand this whole church lady thing and the connotation y'all all all right i love jesus right and we all know that jesus loves some hoes i mean it's biblical it is and hoes love some jesus and the reason why is because he saw them regardless to if you know People don't believe he was the Messiah or whatever, but as a man, he was one of the first feminists. He did not treat them where everyone else wanted to stone them for being them. He was like, that's not, but he saw them as women. The relationship that I have with Jesus is not the same as the church, but you're right. As far as raising y'all at a certain period of time, I was very church lady, but not the kind of church lady that you get with the connotation of church lady. So I really hate that because I was always literally sent to the pastor's office when I was the youth leader. I was constantly getting called out for the stuff, you know, like trying to be, hey, you right, should be well adjusted. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It tie, but it tied into what Brady was saying where you said, or where she said that she, when she says not around family or whatever. Yes. Okay. You were very much, as long as you're home, I don't care. Like, I mean, you did care, but she was secretive care. Like, she's got a superpower. It's crazy. So I, I invited a guy to ride the bus home with me. I touched his penis for the first time. Like, that was my first ever, like, I touched it, and I got nervous, and I stopped. Like, I didn't do anything, and I was like, I don't want to do this, and he was respectful, but then he did break up with me because I didn't put out, but whatever. We were also children. <laughs> so, so I remember that, that night when she came home from either, it was either beauty school or work, I don't remember, but she grabbed me by the chin, and she was like, you've been close, but not all the way, and I swear from that moment forward, I was like, she can tell, she can tell everything. What? Yes. Damn. Yes. I had my mama duped. <laughs> I when I was fourteen, um, yes, I was a really, really uh, early hoe. When I was fourteen, I had a boy in my basement, my boyfriend, for five days before my mother found out. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy! But mom's always been super sex positive, like, and that's what I love about her is because now I can teach my kids how to obviously, because I mean me and my friends, we were all high-fiving because we weren't teen moms. Not to ditch teen mom. Mm. Teen moms are amazing. But I'm saying we were happy because we knew the dangers and we knew we were safe because, like, mom taught safe sex. She mm. was sex positive. She wasn't abstinence. I was did the whole abstinence thing because that was cool in 2005. You know, everyone had the true love weight ring. <laughs> <laughs> the purity rings. Yeah, the purity rings. I had one. I had one, like, with my initials engraved in it because I was so, you oh know, God. whatever. There's a great South Park <laughs> episode of the Jonas Brothers and purity yes, rings. I yes. highly recommend yes. it. Yes, and that's when I was the church lady at times. Right. <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, you're super, it's been awesome. I mean, and I, I guess because I know we weren't going to, like, super circle around to that, but, like, 
genetic, like the BDSM and family or that kind of um, relationship, like it's always been communication with my mom. And that's the key of a BDSM relationship is communication. Well, tell me a little bit about your um, BDSM journey and where you where you started, where you're going. <laughs> so my very first ever serious relationship was a woman. She was amazing. We actually got married and we were together for a better part of nine years. And then we did get a divorce just irreconcilable differences. We were growing and we were young when we got together and I didn't know who I was. Honestly, I didn't know what I was into, like what I wanted to do sexually. Like, I mean, I knew that I loved her and she was a beautiful woman and I know I feel like I've always liked girls. Can I ask you why you got married with with all those feelings and everything and you knew that you were too young and you knew that it was safe. It was comfortable. Like, And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, I was comfortable with her. Um, we had a life built. Like, we had a house. We had, um, we each had our own cars. We had car payments. We had literally the picket fence. And then I woke up one morning and almost, like, snapped. Like, not mean, but, like, my brain clicked and I was like, I don't want the picket fence. You I don't had that want epiphany. The... Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't want to be married anymore. And honestly, I was kind of like, I want to be a hoe for a little bit. Like, I was like, I hadn't done anything. She was my first. And yes, we had experimented with a lot of different things. And I I am always more dominant. I'm extremely dominant, um, especially in relationships, also friendships. Like um, when my friends are like, I don't know, what do you want to do? I'm always, let's do this. Let's go here. Let's whatever. And they laugh because I'm <laughs> daddy top. Like my <laughs> discord name is like daddy tops or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, because triceratops. Yeah. And I'm daddy tops. Okay. Yeah. There you got it. <laughs> I like it. It's good. <laughs> All right, so you got divorced. Sorry, yes. And then you headed feet first uh, into the lifestyle or Um because I met my I met my partner. I met my girlfriend. When I met my partner, they were identifying as male. Um we were in a D&D group together and I mean, honestly, it kind of just was like that weird. I feel like I want to be with this person. I don't want to I don't want to leave, like, I don't want, so, when I first got into the relationship with... What is it about D&D and kink? I know, I know. Yeah, I know <laughs> why. I know why. The same reason that you see someone like you, and you see someone like me, and forever, and why the path, because I was thinking about this from our last few episodes, about why was my picker broken, why whatever, and it's because of the shame of the lifestyle. Yeah. And because of the shame of the lifestyle, you the good guys, quote unquote, that the world sees as good, what all the mainstream people see as good, they're not going to want to do your lifestyle. Yeah. Remember your awesome, you know, yeah. whatever. You might have had a great life if you could have just not been kinky, you know, if you could have just liked it only doggy style or whatever, <laughs> you know, then you would have been maybe married to the same person forever or whatever, but such a shame connotation in BDSM and feeling how you feel back in the day, I didn't feel good enough. Like I would be good enough. I had people, I had an ex pro football player that was totally into me before I married her dad. What does this have to do with D and D? Because nerds who are also good guys (laughs) who work the good, but thank you. But like I married her dad because he was the cool guy. I didn't marry. I see. I see what you're saying. Over cool guy. I thought, oh no, that's out of my league. Totally would have been in my league. I'm an idiot. And then I've always had like the nerd 
fascination because they're the ones that get you. They're open. They're at home. They are usually smart, you know, obviously smart. They're well read and they don't see it as shame. Yeah. I remember doing D&D in high school and those those kids were freaky. So yes. what, yeah. yeah, what is it about D and D and kink? Well, in your opinion, Sarah? Well, I mean, yes. honestly, okay. So, and I don't know if I have permission for the second part, so we'll see, but I'll try to space it out. Anyway, um, the, when I met Shannon, like, um, she was actually in, she was married. She still is technically married. They were going through the divorce. Uh, they're going through their divorce. This right is now. your current partner. Yes. This is my okay. current partner. Sorry. When I met Shannon, at the D&D, like, when we were all together, they were already married. Shannon's wife was also, had a boyfriend. So, they were not, they were, like, a V formation of the poly. So, like, Sarah had got to have a boyfriend, but Shannon wasn't with anybody. And so, I remember being, like, is that really fair? Like, is that what you guys want? Because I didn't know anything about polyamory. And, like, that's grown a lot, actually. Um, Just me as a person, I would say now that if me and Shannon found someone that I, like, if I found someone I liked, Shannon would be, like, hell yeah. Or if Shannon found someone she liked, I would be, like, hell yeah. I think that's changed a lot. Um, But when I first met Shannon, uh, she was married. And Shannon was a, Shannon was a boy just for the, com- for the, yeah for the sake when Shannon was dead name like before she was she wasn't happy I wasn't happy I told Shannon that I wasn't happy and we didn't do anything we I mean I waited till I was separated before I got with anybody but I was just like you know we had a mutual what was the the last guest was saying mutual trauma or like shared oh yeah trauma 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 bond bond. so and and that's not always good however when I found Shannon everything all my questions were answered like I was able to be myself I didn't feel like I was tied down Shannon has given I see my mom now more than anything there was actually a two-year point in my last marriage where I wasn't allowed to talk to my best friend because my previous wife was, she was insecure. I mean, she was very, she was afraid that I was going to be going around with whoever. And But anyway, it, we're, we're all happy mm, now. I don't like that. Right. Mm. So, free love. I love yeah. it now. Anyway, <laughs> I've really grown into the relationship probably the past three years, or the, the lifestyle the past three years is my biggest jump. How did you, but you just met somebody at... Was your partner into the lifestyle before? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So Shannon has always been very like they were poly. They also, um, Shannon's ex-wife was Shannon's top. So like okay. I am, I have replaced Shannon. Now when me and Shannon first started dating, Shannon actually was going to try to top me. Was going to try to be my dom, and not that I wanted a dom, but I was like I could try this. I mean, this is my second relationship ever. And then we found out that I, I can't, like, I'm not even bratty. Like I'm, you do what I say now. And then she found out that she likes that. And so, you know. I'm so happy I raised a strong female, a strong female. And both of my kids are actually really strong. Yeah. We're super dickheaded. <laughs> Gee, can't imagine. What is your dynamic? Okay, so right now, um, we're not trying to look for anybody. We're not trying to find any anything extra. It's not supposed to be like a like a trio thing. But what we're doing is, I mean, Shannon is a stay-at-home dad. So it's kind of fun to be able to flip the gender roles. Like, so now she's the stay-at-home housewife, and then I get to be the daddy kind of thing. So, hey, it's a great life. Right. 
<laughs> right. So, you know, like, meals are cooked by the time... Well, I'm working at home now, um, but meals are cooked by the time I clock off on my computer, and, I mean, the kids are already ready to eat and doing what they need to do, and then, you know, laundry's getting done while I'm at work, and, like, it's nice. I get to live the... the but I am, since I'm doing the sole provider, since Shannon is doing the stay-at-home dad, um, which... Uh, Shannon is still using dad and father because the kids are young and actually this was the sweetest thing ever. Um, she came home and she said that she wanted to tell me a secret and I was like, what's up baby? And she was like, I have a crush. And I was like, oh my God. And she's like, but it's on a girl. And I was like, heck yeah. And then she was like, don't tell my mom. And I was like, what do you mean? Cause like, I know that her mom is in a relationship with a trans male. Um, so I was like, what do you mean? Your mom would be your biggest supporter. And she was like, I don't know. She just seems like she's weird, but we're super, we're super positive at at home too. I mean, they're too little to be sex positive, but we're still like, love who you want and be nice to everybody. And I would recommend when they get older, you know, to start having those discussions, Mm -hmm. um, just because children are resilient they are, and they absorb a lot more than we give them credit yeah. for, and they don't like to be lied to. Correct. Nope. What did I tell you? <laughs> yes. Um, so I would definitely, and I would start now. You know what I mean? Like start doing some research and start start having those discussions with your partner. Like, what are we going to tell our children when they start asking and when they get to a certain age? Because they might start asking before you're ready to give them the answer. Right. So I would definitely, if I were you, I would research that because that's going to be a huge, huge thing for them. You also have to think about, will they get bullied at school because kids yeah. are fucking cruel? Kids are so mean. You know, so mean. Ugh, and there's... and you should have a, um, you should ex- be able to deal with that excellently though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because no... her, her brother has, um, uh, mild cerebral palsy from his birth and like Sarah's birth was um a super traumatic birth as well and so I mean it was that's wild I'm getting to this because how how long have you felt different or dominant or did you just discover it having been with former partner because uh or my former daughter-in-law I say um you know, did you know forever? Like, I always knew I was a little different. So, Brady yeah. kn- has always known. Did you always know? Did you, wh- did you hide? Because you hid some things from me. I mean, yeah. we've been through a lot as mother-daughter. Mm-hmm. It's not like we gloss things over if people want to get real with. Isn't that um, normal, though? Like, with stuff. Like, you don't is, need to know everything. Correct. Well, the, she got a certain amount of freedom <laughs> if she did things that, like, for instance, her brother didn't get to do a lot of things because he did whatever the hell he wanted. I had another me. I yeah. do what I want and I don't care. <laughs> and then, but Sarah is a rule follower, which I find very interesting. And it's it. Uh, and she wants to firstborn. She yeah. is my very firstborn. She's yeah. my shiny star. And, you know, my very first love of my life, like literally the very first person. And the scary thing is um, both my kids, when they born and very young, almost died on me. So I had to literally live the realization that I couldn't lose them anytime. They, they're, I have zero control over their, you know, 
but to shape them to be good and wonderful people and that they're here for a reason. They're both miracles. So they both, it's amazing. But this one's heart is insane. She literally has the best heart. And she's very <laughs> what's, smart. What's but everybody doing her on TikTok? Her brother both came into the world in very dramatic and traumatic circumstances. So, I mean, it's amazing. Just I'll brag on you too much and then it'll seem too sappy. I know. I'm, I'm trying like, not to be sappy. sappy. Um, <laughs> no, like I was, I had more things planned of like how growing up. Well, because um, my mom was alive. My mom didn't pass until Sarah was 10. So, and her grandmother also was kind of wild. Like, yes. I know that you, I know that you opened her nightstand and saw vibrators or whatever. Cause well, she didn't actually, hide them. Okay. So I was like, let me bring it, <laughs> let me bring it to more of a funny place. Cause you know, I gotta. So my favorite story when people are like, uh, what is your most embarrassing moment? I'm always like, all right, fine, I'll tell you. Like, I hate saying it, but I'll tell you. All right. So I was playing around because my mom let me get a lip ring at 16 because I wrote her a five-paragraph essay about why I needed it. <laughs> I told her I had the whole middle paragraph was that my confidence level would be higher. So I got that dang lip ring. Okay. So I was messing around in her drawers, and I put on a pair of anal beads. I wrapped it to my lip ring. Like, I hooked it on there, and I came swinging, and I was walking out, and I was like, check out this broken necklace. And she was like those are that's not a necklace um get that off your mouth let's go have a talk and um please tell me you cleaned them oh of course <laughs> they were clean but uh, that's that's uh that's one of my friend's favorite stories to I hear think they were them. not it's even used they were not because after you told me you were like these are a joke but then i was like well i'm also 16 she could be saying it's a joke you know but <laughs> Fortunately for you, they it was a joke pair of anal beads That's that great. some friends had gotten me. <laughs> they, weren't the, they weren't your nice set of anal actual beads. Actual anal beads. <laughs> that you keep in the china cabinet. Right. <laughs> or that we hang on the tree as decorations. <laughs> my upcycled oh anal my beads. So, yeah. So, she, she knew... <laughs> It's been... So you knew that you were different yes. than everybody else. Yes. I also had had um, a lot of, like, just girlfriend or, like, best friends who were closer than, you know, but my first serious was my ex-wife. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I've always been And super... I introduced her to her ex-wife. Sort of. The story is funny. You, Because well, like we always story. laugh about how you tell it totally <laughs> different compared to what we would say. But it's still cute the way you say it. <laughs> I love that. Perception. There's deception yeah, and perception. When Shannon came out, her family was very upset about it or whatever. And so just recently, Sarah and Shannon, she got a... Sarah didn't get upset. Shannon got upset and said, hey, I'm inviting all of you to have a Zoom chat. Let's talk about this. And so then Sarah facilitated it like she was Dr. Right. Phil and well, Oprah together. It was right. great. Because it came, it, I well, Shannon I was ready so to come on very strong. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to cut them out. I'm ready to, you know, take them down. They don't accept me. F them. And I was like, well, hold on. Let's hear what they got to say. So, I think that people fear what they don't understand. Yes. yes. So we get on the phone, and Shannon's mom is very much like, well, all I know is that I birthed two boys, and and then Shannon was ready to fight, and I was like, I muted the phone, and I was like, listen, do you know how much I would give to have this conversation with my dad? Let's chill for a second. 
So I calmed her down. So then I unmute the phone and I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to step on any toes. But the last that we'd heard was that you would rather kill yourself than have a trans daughter. And, um, you know, she was like, that's not true. Where'd you hear that from? And then Shannon gets on there and Shannon's like, well, so-and-so told me that you would kill yourself if I did this. And the mom was like, that never happened. And so then I timed out again. I told everybody to calm down. And I was like, wait a second, what are you saying? You know, like Shannon has thought for the past nine, better nine years that you would go and take a bottle of pills and whiskey and go kill yourself. And she's like, no, I love my daughter. And like immediately starts using daughter, using the right pronouns. And that's why I made fun of mom on the call. I was like, listen, my mom can't do it for shit. Like she just can't say she and her and we're trying and she's trying. And then they're laughing. Only if I'm texting. <laughs> right? I can, I can write her the best text ever, but saying it, it comes out. So they were laughing and they were really happy um, because, I mean, and that's just where I'm also like, I care about the people who I care about and I take over and I dominate and I make sure that everyone's taken care of. And I think that that was the best thing. And then, you know, Shannon's mom was crying and was like, I really think if it wasn't for you, my daughter would be dead. And, you know, there was just, a, and then I told Shannon and actually because of listening to this podcast, which, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with it. But listening to it showed me that like, communication and gaslighting like Shannon has been lied to I think I think that Shannon's previous partner and Shannon's previous friendships have been telling her that her parents are evil that they don't love her that they don't want anything to do with her that they moved halfway across the country and I was like this sounds like a room of people that love you and want to support you in any way possible and actually her um, Shannon's mom overnighted a Christmas ornament for the tree that says daughters are sweet and then I lost it because you know I'm like oh my gosh that's just amazing and it was just one phone call where I was like sit down and talk to your pet family <laughs> you brought up something that yeah I want to touch on which was I think that you have to look at how the parents are feeling as well yeah now I don't have a trans child so I do not know I do not know what I would do I have a feeling of what I would do but and that's still love my kid <laughs> but internally I would be maybe thinking something different and maybe thinking where did I go wrong within that and it's just, it's, it's a lot of self-guilt, self-loathing. But in the end, you want to see your child happy. Right. You I want to see them flourish and thrive. Yes. I 100% agree. I also, because I told Sarah, I said, you know, maybe Shannon needs to look at the fact that he's been struggling. She has been struggling with this for a long time internally yes. so has had the time to process yes. it also had a support system right who and had already enveloped and they knew I knew I mean they would come yeah, over mom and knew before I said anything because when I told her she was like I, I could have told you and I was like <laughs> I oh was my like, gosh because she's been knew. doing that since I was little because like, she has that intuition that right. a lot of a lot of parents you know they just Either they don't want to see it, right, or they just can't for some reason, right. So I mean, I know who they lucky. are, you know. Yeah. I know who they right. are, and right. so You're right, right. Shannon had has had nine years to think about this. His mother, yes. I'm sorry, so her mother, it's okay, has only had five seconds yes. again, to process. and that's see? and that's what I said, and yeah. I said you've got to, you've got to show 
them the same amount of grace that you want to receive from this situation because their entire life and we're of the age it's not that we don't want to learn or be different I I mean or not understand we want to understand right but right We've well, got 50 plus years of conditioning exactly. of this is the exact part of science. All right. Right. They see the science, but they don't understand the fluidity of the gender. Right. Part. And not that they don't want to, but you're asking for how even within the LGBTQ community, there's still an uproar. Of gender and fluidity of the gen within within the community that it's right. supposed to be safe Absolutely. in. And so, you know, you're asking straighties right. and religious <laughs> and yeah. outward. See, the thing with his parents were his parents, you know, were kind of like, woo, you know, when I first met them, the things that they said to me was we love moonshine motorcycles and the messiah pew pew and i was like all right <laughs> so well that's there's a trend on tiktok that's like you were raised by karen i was raised by and then you put your like parents name and then it's the parents who are like saging the house and just yes. alternative lifestyles and it's cracking me up because i want to do one with her but i want her to be like you know doing her crazy stuff but that'd be a good idea for a tiktok though you could get like me and kids together and we could be like you were raised by karen we were raised by and then have you guys doing your crazy that would be crazy yeah it would be a fun one that would be awesome yeah, i'm pretty normal when it i mean nor if if anybody can be normal she's been the 50s lifestyle yeah. of you know they were raised in the Betty Crocker home, you know. Uh, right. Whereas you, poor child. <laughs> yeah. No. Who are you talking to? My Sarah. Mother, Sarah's just riding on that bipolar roller coaster. <laughs> I was not raised in the fifties household. No, I meant you. Yeah. You raised your children. Yes, I did. That's raise what my I was talking about. Way. Sarah was raised, you know, riding the bipolar. Ro- Sarah was raised with newly divorced. Well, first she was raised. Yeah, like I, I worked mean, hard I had, at like, had being a PTA mom and with both parents. But I think the formative years, I did not have both parents, and that is when you know she was able to take the reins. I'm happy that I raised you. Right. I'm not sad. Every penny that your dad didn't pay in child support, it's worth no, it. No, I am so happy you did both parts. <laughs> I am so happy you did both parts. You, you were great. So I'm glad. I feel. I'm glad. I feel that. Well, yeah, like I can, you know, change a tire. I could probably change my oil. I'm about to because they keep charging me $75 a time. But, but like I could probably figure out how to change my oil. Mom never said I can't do that. She always said, let me watch a YouTube video and we will do that. And like that. Or I already knew how to do that. Or yeah, she already knew how to do it. Whatever. Let's Back in my up. day, you had to learn how to do Gas that. We up. didn't have cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you know, depending on it, how you were road running, if you were ridge running, you might not have had anybody come by and see, check on you for a while. Oh you better learn to change your damn tire. You're crazy. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. You're the good crazy though. Independent women. Yeah. That's what we want. <laughs> pew, pew. Doing my part. <laughs> so, Gail, do you think that BDSM is genetic? Do you think there's, I do. Some, there's some science to it? I don't know. It? Maybe it's nurture. Because we all try to hide it. 
You know, it's not like I was walking around the house with a strap on. You know what I mean? You know, that would make her interesting Easter. (laughs) Well, kids, I know we don't got much, but you can play ring toss. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't. Hot no egg, cheating hot with the egg. hula hoop. <laughs> Don't cheat. <laughs> the hula hoop. <laughs> so, yeah, hot egg. Boof. I'm going to teach you about boofing today. It wasn't like that. (laughs) I don't know if they knew. I don't know if the non-consensual submissive lifestyle I was living with their dad, if they kind of knew, wow, they do it a lot or they don't do it. Or if there was a lot of whatever, but they were young and you try to, you know what I'm saying? You just don't. I went out there like crazy. It was normal, I guess. My mom... I knew that she was kinky because I found How did you know mat- that? material, shoot, reading material and stuff they had and what they were into, what they were hiding. <laughs> when you plunder around and you find what your parents are hiding. Were you a pilfer? Like you like to peel from? Oh my God. Yeah. I would clean yeah. your closets just so I could see what the hell you had. Oh my God. I'm one of those. I didn't want, I, I was not a thief though, so I didn't like steal your stuff, but I wanted to go through like. It's kind of a joy cleaning out different closets and stuff around here. Here's the question I ask myself. Like we've said before, my mother was a battered wife. So what I wonder is, she was also a button pusher. You know, push them buttons. Oh, oh, hit me. I dare you. Yeah. Yeah, I dare you. Poke, poke, poke. Like all poke that, the sadist. All that bratty energy with nowhere. Yeah. And there was a lot of drinking, too, which does not help that's why we tell people if you're gonna sing please don't drink Mm -hmm. you know or drink to excess i know that my husband has to have at least one drink to get him you know warmed up and going Mm -hmm. but don't drink to excess so i wonder if she had had an outlet or had found a person who would take maybe either she had um masochistic tendencies or Mm -hmm. she needed some kind of catharticism through pain because her physical body was in a lot of pain as well and we all know that um that impact play that bdsm Mm -hmm. can kind of help those things you know help that physical pain if you have somebody that you trust that knows what they're doing so the questions i ask myself is if she had that outlet would if she was kinky and had that outlet would her life have been better I don't believe I have any kinky children. They haven't come out to me and said anything yet. I have a suspicion on one of them. There's a, I think that there is a, there is some science there that it is genetic that, that our kids do have those thoughts. We were not raised in a BDSM household either. And I would love to find someone who was raised in that lifestyle. Maybe didn't see anything, but they knew about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and their parents how, were open. Yeah, and their parents were open how their lives turned out and if they are kinky as well. Yes, or do the they dynamic. Just, yeah. You know, usually you just go to a youth group. <laughs> <laughs> and the strictest Christian family oh my gosh. Well, no, it would really... be the closest thing to it without the sex. That's really interesting, though, because... As far as the higher. I mean, like, if... It's hard to explain. Like, the the people now who are in that, who are having kids, who are, like, my age, who are having kids now, and, like, they are open and in the community. I'm sure they'll raise their kids. So, maybe in, like, 18 years, you'll be able to... 
I do have because, a lot of friends who are very open with their children. Right. Not that they see anything. Let's just put that out there. Right. They just, it's just a discussion. Well, the problem is because just like our last guest mystery that we were talking about and how you're treated in the judicial system about BDSM. Yeah, because they don't bother to educate themselves at all. Look. Rocket scientists thought women needed a hundred tampons <laughs> for a week's trip in space. Rocket scientists, and you know, we're expect we would think the lawmakers, <laughs> we would think the lawmakers would have an idea, but no, they don't. Considering that most of them participate in it, yes, correct. <laughs> Do you want to get me? Should we start it? Because I'll sound terrible. Because I'm excited that my future daughter-in-law is transitioning all the way. I respect it. I will fundraise for it. Everything. I'm annoyed with the culture who wants to cancel women of a certain age for claiming our female energy. I don't think... Now, I have no idea, and I'm not defending that person, by the way. The J.K. Rowling... And how everybody wanted to cancel the Harry Potter lady uh, and have canceled her or whatever. Over I can her. honestly say I've never read a Harry Potter book. I don't know anything about yeah, it. Nobody I mean, cares. I read... All I know is yeah. that if kids read them and they have an issue with their reading, their AR points will go up 100%. <laughs> Literally, they'll go from struggling to, uh, you know, they're reading anyway it doesn't matter all right <laughs> canceler don't buy her stuff that's the beauty of our system like don't support her anymore if you do not want to support her anymore i support you in that i support you in however you want to identify whatever whatever but just like we talked about with uh shannon's family and the fact that it takes a minute yes to wrap your head or whatever around there and to have grace in this have grace that women women who were born female who had to go through that stayed women whether not transition women but actual you know i don't say actual you birth can say, you can say biological biological, biological thank you females. give me the right yes. term because i my i don't want to offend all right. Yeah, and we're old. Yes. I mean, we have what I'm, our what terms I'm trying that we to do with. is help you to articulate so you understand the difference between trying to really understand and and literally being for you biological female of a certain age who has ran the gamut from having to deal with periods from the time I was nine years old to still having hot flashes and mood swings today. I had two children physically out of my body, have terminated a pregnancy. I've had a, you know, I've run the gamut of living the life of a female. And when you are not willing to completely remove your penis and you still completely 100% insist on the glory of the female experience, okay, you are I'm yet... A misogynistic. I'm seeing you, where you're going with you this. You are not getting rid of the one thing that would make you a true female transformation, full female energy. You still are holding on to the male, you know, patriarchy tool. 
you can decide to have your breast removed and return to life as a working female. RuPaul is one of the most amazing things in Drag Race because one of the things that he shows as a drag queen is the duality of the spirit where he can harness his female energy and live that life and go home at the end of the day and take the wig off. And not saying that anything at the end of the day, but the best I can do is to strap one on and pull my boots up. And yet again, when you talk about gaslighting and shit like that, we had a viable female candidate running for president. Oh my gosh. No, she, I'm just she saying. Circles I'm, it back, baby. Circles it back. No, just because of the fact of the matter that even today, when you talk about the misogynistic energy, they let us settle again for second place. And sometimes when you've lived the run the gamut, of everything that is female and you've had to go through it and you come to this part of society where when are we really and truly going to come to power where you're supposed to be if you fill that with the female energy so what about a non-binary person who they're welcome to completely identify as a non-binary person what if i woke up on tuesday and got top surgery which i know it doesn't work that fast but i'm just saying for whatever if i woke up and got top surgery but i wanted to be she her sarah or they them or he him i wanted to use any all the pronouns i would totally use whatever pronoun you were comfortable with do you think that but i'm saying i would have well then surgery to be a male on top correct logically a female and when we and then and then we can come to the point where all the awards and everything like that say person of the year then everybody can vie for the one single trophy period whether you identify as a male a female so what do you think about how they've made um, actor like a non-binary term? Like actor is now. Yeah, it's so much easier than having to figure out any. Right, I have actor, no problem actress, with simplicity. Right. I have zero no, problem. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I you're have like, zero I, problem with how anyone wants to identify, how anyone wants to be or whatever. But I, I'm annoyed at Caitlyn Jenner's award as female of the year. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not I'm not going to go snatch it out of her hands and stomp on her. Do I want to start a campaign saying no, no, no? I'm annoyed that people got, you know, like Well, see, you got to be careful because I feel like you're towing the turf line. See, I get it. What does that mean as far as a, towing a the turf, turf? Like the like when you're a turf, um like it just means that like I mean, it it's I need to look it up. I need a better. Like I'm trying definition. to say, yeah, like I'm you trying look to look up. Yeah, let Brady look like up. Like I'm turf. trying to say, be because, cool to everybody, but I'm really on the hateful side no, of it or well, whatever. Because that's not you're right sounding, either. You're sounding like when they talk about okay, like oh god, this is the only way I know how to do it. Forgive me, but there's a there's a type of cannabis that it's you know like where it's only grown by women and they hate men and like no male can touch. Uh, oh, correct. So I'm starting to sound like the crazy Nazi feminazis. Feminazis, but I think they use turf now. Is it better? Like, look it up. Oh. You can... Turf is used to describe cisgender women who self-identify as feminist, but who are opposed to including transgender women yes. in spaces they reserve for people who were assigned female at birth. 
Ah, I gotcha. Because, yeah, because that's not fair either. I get it. So you saying she can't be woman of the year is is not. Well, like, okay, yeah, because I, yeah. I didn't say she couldn't either. Well, no, I just you said, said it you annoyed, annoyed me. And so, like, that and I, I get, lot, like, And I get that, that I have yeah. to tread that. But I think that that, honestly, why don't you just say old cronies? Do you think penis is power? No. And if they cut, if if that was to be removed, As a, then you've lost your power because you know what now I all think it is that you're female in the in the community. We don't have no power anyway. No, I think in the community they're no longer a unicorn. You're not going to be attractive to gay men if you don't have a penis. So if you are trans and you have boobs and a penis, you are attractive. To everyone. No. No. Okay. I highly recommend watching Pose. There is um, a character where she goes ahead with the surgery. And she had had this long time, very wealthy, not really boyfriend, but, you know, just somebody that she would have sex with. After she had the surgery, he dumped her. He's like, this is the reason that I was attracted to you in the first place was that. And now... I can't get my rocks off because you don't have what I'm wanting anymore. Correct. Um, and that just, you, what you're saying, it just takes me back to that. It's, it's a double-edged sword, just like being a female is. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Well, exactly. So I get that they can, that is what makes them identify as, a, as female for sure. But so how do I make it where I don't sound... Or people don't take it like a turf. It's just the fact that, again, you're 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 going to be ordinary and second class. Well, wait, who's going to be ordinary and second class? The the person that transitions into okay. Right, so when Shannon, not that they're going to be ordinary. I'm saying when Shannon transitions fully into a female. Correct. If they choose to do that, even if they don't, I really it's fine. Love them. Don't care. <laughs> But if they were to transition truly into the female, now all of a sudden you don't have their big dick energy. They will have, they'll be treated like females in society. Right. And that's all that Shannon has ever wanted. Which uh, is very interesting. Yes, it is. Because Shannon told me as far back as eight is when she felt the way that she feels. However, I think years of the the voice in her head and also maybe some other people in her life have been like no one's gonna love you like that no one's gonna want to be around you like that you know like or you know um and before anybody blows right. me up I, crazily because i also realized <laughs> You're get so many emails. i realized sending us emails I know. and i also <laughs> realized though that there are um trans males yes though who experience a whole other yeah. different situation. they don't have penis power, what you're saying. Like, we, I mean, Correct, they, they but what's weird is they do because of the fact of the testosterone and just the right. amount of facial like hair. They, also, yes, they're when they passable pre- like two months on T. Correct. You know, Shannon so, is going to take probably years of hormone replacement therapy for her features to start softening for correct. things like that. So. And, and they're, you know, and they're going to have to continue that journey, both of them. And I do not want to negate their struggles or anything like that. And it isn't even about that. I just want the communication to open 
to understand why you get the turf females. This should not be from girls your age. People your age shouldn't feel that way at all. You know what I mean? Where you are at your time and your life period. Well, that ties into Braddy wants to do that experiment where I want to know someone who was raised in a positive BDSM household. You're going to get that because Gen Z and millennials, like we're kind of lazy right now because we're depressed, but (laughs) Gen Z is powerful. They get together, they can change things. I mean, Gen Z is insane. So what I'm saying is you are going to see in the future where TERFs are going to go away. Because they're not going to be welcome. We're not going to stand for you not respecting pronouns. We're not going to stand for... Like, it'll start becoming mainstream. Everything goes through cycles. The 90s shit is coming back. People are like, you're vintage because you're 90s. You think you're vintage because you're 60s. I'm vintage because I'm 90s now. (laughs) So, it's like... (laughs) Yeah, there was a TikTok where she was like... I'm talking to the older generation who were born early 90s. I almost choked on whatever I was doing. Like, I was like, what? I am ancient now. But anyway. They're going to freak out when they read about the 70s. I know. So everything's coming back. And that's why I think since we all go through changes, like, I mean, women are amazing and beautiful and are totally underestimated. And, but I think all women are beautiful and amazing. I I agree. Every generation goes through this. Yeah. Every single one. So... There'll be something after Gen Z that will make fun of you millennials. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love that I'm talking to a female. And by the way, the people that I talk to with the discussions about how, how I feel with the, not how I feel, but about trans community and stuff like that have mostly been uh, female trans females and have talked to them and also uh, gay males in yes. in the community that the I've talked to, scene, like they who, use she/her pronouns if they're on stage, that and, is, and sometimes off right. stage because it's easier as who their female yeah, identity their is. But where they've they've talked about within the community, how yes, there are women who will take off everything, nuts, everything, but they'll keep the penis because of what you said happens in. That yes. movie that you yeah. saw. And that's not fair. I get that that's not fair that they can't identify. Right. Luckily for me, I can't I would identify love, that way. I would love Shannon if they wanted to identify as a hamster. If they Correct. were a hamster yeah. well, on all saying. levels except physical. I could care less. Yes. I'm not sleep. I'm not sexualizing Shannon. <laughs> right. No. So, so whatever anyone wants to identify as, I truly 100% do not care at all. Now you said that you've that most you've seen females um, transitioning or I've seen male to female. Right. Now, and I have a few friends that are female to male, but I, not as many as a matter of fact, it's weird because it's like a brand, a car or something that you haven't seen before when you have a, like I met someone and then it was like, Oh yeah. And then see, I've met several female to male because yes. of clam slam and yep. because of drag shout yes. out to clam slam miss yes. y'all oh. um because I, of drag yep now my drag is my drag is just some days i just want to act like a dude that's you know awesome <laughs> yeah i just want to be an asshole and maybe that's the ultimate freedom that women 
actually have always had that we overlook when you know as an old because i don't want to be a turf lady i know but i think always thought about being a drag king but i don't want to be a boy i love that i'm a girl see i love my curves i love my parts i love to dress pretty but i would love to rock a mustache like but i think (laughs) we totally can you can yes i think you know, as a positive, because people aren't looking at us as leaders and power or whatever. I think we've always, you know, if you go dressed as a lumberjack, nobody's going to beat the hell out of you with a bat. You My know, breakout yes. drag number <laughs> so <laughs> was a televangelist. <laughs> yes. And it's one of my favorite was, numbers. It was <laughs> one of the most empowering things I've ever d- done. That was, was the it? beginning. I mean, it was just oh, just, a, just oh, okay. just take your yes. pick. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you centered around someone because I'm like super into those documentaries just, right now. Okay, no, no, just no. the whole thing. Just okay. think, you know, the suit, the rings, the money, you know, yes. the, the glasses. I I kind of went a little Jim Jones ish. Okay, in there, but I I find all that fascinating. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'll show you the video. Awesome. We could have yeah, a true crime good. podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it's Gavin Girl time. We can literally grab about, about anything. anything. Yep. And we to. say what we want. <laughs> well, I do kind of care about some things because here's the deal. I'm glad we learned something today. Because yeah, I'm yeah, glad you that, that you, you towed the turf line a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not so, so sure that I like that. Like, I'm not so sure that's a great trait of who I am because it's weird because I've always embraced the gay community always yeah. like always been as a hairdresser you know, know what i love that she ain't mad at you about it yeah you know that what she I mean? can actually talk to me and be like hey this is why i get what you're saying and again the that's opening up the line of communication 100 yes, percent about hey and you also know where the heart right. is i think i was also born to be a mediator but because no. <laughs> i can take and a there step might back. Be other women out there listening that go hmm maybe i Maybe I tend to think that way a little bit. Yeah. Because we've and gone through the gamut. Minds. Yes. Because again, I don't care. Keep your penis. I mean, like, don't keep your penis. Add a penis. I'm telling you right now, if I could act, get a full on schlong, Gail, I, I would totally <laughs> trans probably. That if I had a penis, I, I probably would not get rid of it. I wouldn't either. That's the thing. I can't, I can't fault anyone i know i know it. i knew that was what you were gonna be because you want one so bad you know <laughs> you know you know it's 100 percent penis envy so maybe that's where it comes maybe that from is. It, yes. maybe that's where it comes from like, i'm so proud of you i've gotta be a female and deal with all this shit and i don't get to have a dick you don't get to be a female and have a dick too i feel you damn it <laughs> Literally, I think that's what it is. Breakthrough. It, I am not anti-trans. I am fucking full-on penis, penis envy. envy. Yep. That you, as a female, get to have a dick. Well, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I really am. I really am. I think that. Thanks for helping me articulate this. Yes. Because hopefully now, you know, yes, it's because I don't care. Well, you, nev- you, you never know, have. I know. You were the mom that was laying do, outside the closet door being like, are you ready? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay, we'll give you your time. Tell us when you're ready. <laughs> you ready? I got cookies out here. And then I was like, yeah, mom, I'm a lesbian. And then you were like, I don't know. But- <laughs> oh, it was so funny when she said it, when she now, told me, when she came out. <laughs> my um, Here's my story about that. My daughter in high school came to me and said that she was seeing a girl. 
Now, I like to think that I know my children. I really do. And I think that any just really, really involved parent, like she said, she already knew. You know what I mean? I looked at my child and I said, okay, this is, this is the way you feel now. And that's great. I said, but I don't think that's who you are. And she got really, really upset with me over it. And we had a little bit of falling out about it. But it turns out that I was right. Well, you know, and you're going to grow. Yeah. Right. And in high school, that's such a just difficult time. You have no idea what's going on. And you may say to yourself, I am this, I am this, I am this. And then when you get older, you start seeing things a different way and you start changing your opinion about yourself. Well, maybe, maybe I just like that a little bit, but I'm dominantly this. That's exactly it. My daughter came before pansexual or whatever was even a term. So it didn't surprise me at all, even with the new terminology. And I do make jokes and stuff about it because, you know, maybe it, maybe this will open up when I go do comedy. People, I'll be able to educate where it sounds less sexually attracted to cast iron. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I was a brat. Anyway, the, um, uh, but what's interesting is when she came out to me, I was like, so are you a lesbian? Are you gay? And she goes, Mom, I don't know what I am. All I know is that I love this person. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And then she's like, I don't know how we're going to come out to her mom. And I was like, well, you know, and we'll formulate a, a thing for her to say. But when she's ready, she might not be ready to do it right yet. And it took a while, I think, for her to be... Uh, comfortable enough and to be around like is this real like is is Sarah gonna get punished like in a week for coming out when's the waterworks gonna happen and the whole you're going to hell and you know all of that and it it didn't happen and then she was able to come out with her parents and then her mom and I talked about it and her mom was like yeah you know love 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 and it's hasn't looked back so so Sarah what's the future Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I'm like really close to being out of debt and I'm about to be 30 and I want to get a house and I want to raise these stepkids because I'm obsessed with them. They're the best thing that's ever happened to me and I want to help Shannon be her true self and I want to go live in the woods in Colorado. <laughs> so Can I come? Yes, we're going. I'm so I, ready. I, I'm trying to stop her from wanting to start a commune, but she she would be a commune <laughs> ruler if we were able to do that. So let's go buy 60 acres in Colorado and make a commune. <laughs> well, I'm definitely coming to visit. Okay. Just save me like a little, like little plot of land that Perfect. I can grow my... Oh my gosh. Daddy, make... Bill, and I will just pitch a tent. Well, yeah, but that's... <laughs> we could build your little English cottages. <gasps> oh, yeah. She's always promised own. me. Yes. She's taking care so of we'll me in a, my elderly we'll make like days. A bratty and mom B&B. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or, she, yeah. That she is would, the, that's my lifelong dream is to open up a BDSM cool. bed and breakfast. Oh my awesome. gosh. And you know how many people would, yeah. You know, I wish that you had said room. that you got when a TM, they themed. TM, TM, TM. Yes. <laughs> Don't steal it from us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Individual rooms. She's cutting this out. It would be, it would be very, very pricey as well but you would be well taken care of and you would want to come again and again and And again again. (laughs) 
That is so good. I hope so you nice. write this stuff down. I make the mistake of not writing stuff down, and I think I could do. What I have books does, of stuff of great. unrealized dreams. I so. gotta. I think Sarah would be the most hilarious of comedians. Start stuff but down. you've got I to. I crack my own self up. Yeah. I want to film a TikTok, and then I'm like, no, you're not funny. So I have imposter syndrome. Oh, you gotta too. do it. Yeah. yeah, you might as well you do, just it. do you it. You are hilarious, and don't let anybody ever tell yeah. you that you're not hilarious because you are. <laughs> hilarious and this has it, been so much runs. fun i've learned about your your <laughs> daughter <laughs> i've learned a lot about you especially through this podcast i mean so holy cow what daddy bill says this is it's been a weird tightrope to walk yeah well knowing... i know you're nervous like i know you're afraid but i mean i have always felt so comfortable and so to hear you be comfortable and say, this is what I like and this is what. And then, I mean, the Hallmark thing was a little weird. She tried to get me to watch a movie while we were decorating the Christmas tree. Don't and I was like, it. I heard what you're about. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not watching the movie with you. I'm ready to but watch I'm, the Colonel Sanders one, though. Oh, my gosh, First yes. of all, not all of, the, not, not all of them are about diddling. Some of it's about the comfort of it. Oh you, know, you know, some of these Hallmark Lifetime uh netflix hulu whoever whoever has holiday movies on at this time of year sometimes that's the aftercare wow <laughs> so, wow it's gross i don't even care <laughs> i'm all about it <laughs> so. sarah thank you so much for coming in thank and you. talking to us today this has been fun and you're gonna have to come back and give us like little updates yeah. of things that are going on i was on. starstruck yes. seeing you so <laughs> i had to i had to calm down because i was like oh my gosh <laughs> but thank you so much this That's has so been awesome cute. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. You going to sing with us? Yes. Yay! I've been dying. I've been waiting. I've been geared up. <laughs> I've been ready. So, if this episode has pissed you off today, please send us an email at Gavin oh, yeah. Girl Time. I don't for know why sure. you guys are not emailing us telling us that Girl we suck. Time. Like, nobody's. I know. Nobody. Every once so, in a while, somebody I'm will say there's. We'll that we're doing fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Until I get that email that says and, you And suck. here's the thing. If you are a trans female and you have not had surgery, you would still be allowed on our podcast. Because <laughs> it's Gavin <laughs> Girl time. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> so crazy. follow us on our Instagrams, <laughs> Gavin Gale time and Brady Von Beaverhausen. And if you'd like to be a guest and have a showdown with me. <laughs> Gavin Gale time on Instagram. <laughs> and please come and look at our TikToks. We've got yes. some funny stuff. I think it's funny. Hilarious. Yes, there's some funny things on our TikToks. And I am Bruce Tonsils <laughs> on TikTok. And you are Gavin Gale time on TikTok. I right? am. I try to stay on brand. Hey, it's going to be a great year. Isn't oh, it, and thank you. I think I got two followers on FetLife at Gagging Gale Time. I'm super excited. <laughs> I mean, you know, thank you. Thank you. I don't know what I'm doing still. So, you know, and I am Bruce Tonsils on FetLife. <laughs> send me a message. But yeah. make it good, though. If you send me one that says, hey, or I want to lick you all over, or I mean, just anything that's one sentence, I am going to laugh at you and then delete your message. Some you might need to do that for a Patreon. <laughs> Some people might like really like that. The degradation. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty good at that. 
So let me just say to you for this new year, make big goals, dream big dreams, be kind to each other. And if you don't understand something, don't, you know, I mean, say your mind, clear the air. Danger is when you bury the garbage, when you silence the voices, even though, let me tell you, sometimes the truth has bad breath. Put out good karma, people. Please, please, don't do something expecting to get some kind of payback for it. Just do it out of the kindness of your heart. Your life will be so much easier. And guess what? Good karma will come back to you. I have been immensely blessed over these past few years since I met my daddy and decided to put out good to people instead of thinking about myself all the time and thinking about what I can and cannot do. So put out good karma. We love you. It's going to be an awesome year. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. So you guys, <laughs> thank you so much. We hope you have a wonderful year. Set those goals. My year starts on my birthday. So you guys, make 2021 amazing. And we thank you so much for listening to Gavin Girl Time. Gavin.